Geeky Girl Gab Podcast. Hello and welcome to Geeky Girl Gab. I'm Candace and with me is Brie. Hello. And Vanessa. Hey. And today we have a special guest, Jane from the No Guilt Disney Podcast. Hey, Jane. Hi. And we wanted Jane on this podcast especially since we're talking about extinct Disney rides we wish could come back. So Jane, you need to know about Vanessa, Brie, and I. We all grew up together like an hour away from Disney World. So we were those kids who would go to Disney all the time because they would always have those awesome Florida residence deals and our parents, you know, Disney fans too. So from the early 90s, we were indoctrinated. That's awesome. I grew up in New York, but we used to come down like four or five times a year. So, you know, it was, I mean, it would have been better if I had lived here, let's be honest. But um, (laughs) it wasn't too bad. Okay, so Vanessa has one um, ride that I agree with. Can you talk about that, Vanessa? Uh, oh, which 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 one body do you war. agree body with? War. Body wars. <laughs> okay, body wars. Okay, <laughs> I'm like all of these have have merit. Um, okay, so yes, body wars. I'm I'm sure basically everybody who who was our age who went to Disney when when they were younger remembers. Um, it was. It was open in, um, the opening date was October 19th, 1989, um, and it closed in the the very uh, beginning of 2007. Um, And I remember being really upset about that because that's just one of those things that you just remember as like, I remember going on Body Wars. That was like the staple at Epcot. Um, And... I, I, so in preparation, like I was, I, I was kind of briefing you guys. I had wa- I'd watched um, the rides on YouTube, and I watched this one, and it was. I mean, it was still. You know, I remember. I remember it being. You know, I remember it being fun, but I didn't remember it being terrifying. And as I was watching it this time, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually really terrifying. It wasn't terrifying because you were a child and you didn't know better. Well, I guess, but, like, there's, like, a part, I think they're in, like, the, um, the lungs and, like, the breathing. It's, like, this, like, it's just, like, very, like, almost, like, demonic sound. It's really creepy. Vanessa, <laughs> I, I have to be honest with you. I didn't remember the body rides war, or the body, I didn't <laughs> remember, remember the ride um, until you did the lung thing. And I was, like, oh, flashbacks. <laughs> I just remember, I remember the line, like, I'm being pulled into a capillary. And <laughs> it started but um yeah it's uh so it's very terrifying so i guess that kind of um kind of makes sense as to why it closed i mean i know that it just kind of like got got a little outdated um but it it is interesting to see because especially looking at it again um it's I, i recognized a lot of people that i did not recognize back then um for example the doctor uh who who you're going after in the body is um is Elizabeth Shue. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um the mission commander is Dakin Matthews, which I, I don't know if I don't know, you know, where people would know him from. He does he's done a lot of stuff, but I know him as um Headmaster Charleston in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> but like he's just like favorite. super young. <laughs> And, um, oh, the, the most interesting thing, though, was that Leonard Nimoy directed it. Wow. What? <laughs> Leonard Nimoy directed this Body War short <laughs> where you're going in and trying to uh, 
see how the body like reacts to a splinter. That is insane. I, w- I was really, I was actually really excited to find that out. <laughs> I, I didn't remember it actually being a sim- simulator. I think I was actually merging this with something else in Epcot that I can't remember what it is now, but it was like this, um, this like boy and you were like in a, you were in like a brain center and you, you were yes. watching somebody. That was Jane's, um, right? Yes. It's Cranium Command. Cranium and it was- Command. Think. Oh my god, I'm so happy that you're you're bringing that up because I I think for somehow I ended up merging these and I don't know how. They're in the same pavilion. That's why. That's probably it was in, why. It was in the same building because that was on my list, and that was Buzzy. I don't know if you remember last year when there was the whole Buzzy animatronic got stolen. No. Do you remember this? Oh. I remember this because I love Jenny Nicholson, the YouTuber, and she does this whole thing. She's like, where's our boy at? Where's Gibby? <laughs> well, he, the animatronic got stolen last year. But yes, you were, you would sit and watch, like you were in the brain of a 13-year-old boy and it would like, you'd look out his eyes, but there was this little like boy animatronic pilot in it. Yep, yep, just, that's- that's exactly what Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and just talk about it because that's a nice segue into it. This is I don't I'm so remember glad this either. And I was not, I guess I wasn't the brainy Disney kid, man. But Brie, the thing is about like Epcot, it's all pavilions and like and the health pavilion was kind of like off to the side. So I could see people just like not going there because it just wasn't like in a pathway and there was like some trees blocking it. Like it's now like it's open during the festivals, and even I have a fi- hard time sometimes trying to find it at night. So I think that might be one of the other reasons it closed, is just people didn't know it was there. So it's in between, yeah, uh, Universe of Energy and uh, Mission Space, so in between those two buildings. So I guess um, now it's going to be back by Guardians and still Mission Space. but And I believe they're changing that building altogether. But when you go in the building... The main attraction was Body Wars, which was that simulator-style ride. And from what I used to remember, it wasn't always open. Like, it was only open during peak season. So it wasn't – if you went during an off-season, it wasn't always open. But when you went in there, there was this little show where you would sit on, like, stadium benches. And it was this Cranium Command. And – you would watch this little show with an animatronic boy who was 13 and it would be like you were in his brain and the hormones and what he saw and how it <laughs> raised his heart rate. Like it was the craziest thing. And I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, this is so stupid. But like, it was so stupid. I fell in love with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't blame you because that, that's the thing that, that that obviously made a big impression on me. because. Yeah, I so I definitely remember that. It's just I was merging the two. <laughs> <laughs> Probably from the location. Yes. <laughs> just speaking of the Wonders of Life Pavilion, do you guys remember the making of me short film? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that was so, so awkward. I I think I actually watched that recently because I had a friend who didn't remember it, and I'm like, no, you have to remember this. Uh, she was somebody who grew up in Florida, so around Disney as well. Um, but yeah, it's so awkward. And I'm like, Martin Short, what? I? You're watching it with your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Martin Short tells how we are all born, explaining like how his parents met, and then how they got married. 
and their honeymoon. And then cart and, and then cartoon sperm. <laughs> I don't remember this either. I'm kinda glad Bree <laughs> doesn't remember this. I think that it would change the way she grew up. But <laughs> Epcot. Epcot is the one that's I feel like changed the most through the years. One of the Epcot rides really stands out to me. Yeah. Uh Bree, can you talk about the one that you missed? R.I.P. the Maelstrom. Maelstrom! Yes, it's the best. Frozen can't hold a candle to it. I always loved it. My favorite part were the trolls when they're like, Bach, Bach from whence you came. And then <laughs> going down. It, it, I lived for that ride. And I was so sad because, you know, Candace dragged me on the Frozen ride. And like... I guess it's popular because it's frozen, but like, I just feel like it took away like what made the Norway, um, you know, like when you go visit all the different countries, well, like what made Norway was that ride. I just want to say I did not drag her on it. We were, we had like an hour to kill. It was less than an hour wait. They haven't been on, I hadn't been on it. I was like, let's just do it. And it was cute. I'm okay, sure it's cute. I'm sure it's cute. But like. Maelstrom was was like Bree said it kind of defined that 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 pavilion because like it I mean I understand why they put Frozen there but Maelstrom was like it was basically like propaganda for for like come come visit Norway it's amazing oh I loved it at the end you watch that little video it was great yeah, when it exactly. got really hot out I'm like oh, I'll just sit here and watch about Norway I'm like yeah I want to go to Norway also like the, also the front that front mural has so many hidden Mickey's and really good ones too I mean it's just a classic and the trolls like I just feel like when now like kids go visit the Norway they're just associate Norway with Frozen and like instead of like culture and that's like kind of sad i tend to agree and and to be perfectly honest i'm not um i'm not a big like anti ip in epcot person i'm like whatever if it's fun put it there i like it like but i i think frozen sort of takes away from norway yeah because we know that you they they have so they have there the um the restaurant where you can um you can meet uh, princess princesses but like th- that's not you know very norway-ish either so basically all you have now is the shops yeah what i say to the frozen ride is back back from whence you came <laughs> oh my God. um the one ride in epcot that i would like to come back that still exists but i would like it to come back is journey into imagination because they kept remaking it and when i finally went on it when i was an adult in the 2000s i was like was i a stupid child because i love this was this was this the one is this the one with figment yeah yeah why why is it not there currently it is there but it's not the original like the dream finder isn't in it anymore do you remember he was like the guy with the top hat and he's like Friends with Figment. I mean, the first time I remember riding that ride was in college, so maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Instead, now it's like you're in a like a factory about imagination. It's just not the and, same. No, no, but it's definitely, but it, but it definitely is one of the another one of those things where it's just like Figment, like that. That's like, I, well, I don't know if everybody knows Figment, but I mean, 
it, it is it is one of those like kind of just classic pieces yeah and it's like nobody actually liked the redo like they originally redid it and like figment was only like a cameo in it no that's and dumb he's the whole thing yeah in 2002 they put figment back in and they put it the song the one little spark but Dreamfinder was still not there so it's just like you had a classic why did you change the classic because they can't just like leave it as it is like i feel like they're they're, they're constantly just like we have to innovate we have to innovate and it, it's like yeah sure of course you do have to innovate and like think of the times and all that all that stuff but i feel like it's one of those things where you don't you can't you can't mess with a classic you really can't like you're either gonna either have to close it or just don't change it let it live on the way that it, it's supposed to be especially since figment is kind of like the mascot of epcot it's right. kind of weird <laughs> And I'm like, well, then embrace Figment, please. <laughs> I think they had to change it because wasn't it used? Um, I think it was sponsored by Kodak. Oh, yeah. And I think there was like Kodak things like mentions in the ride or something. And I think that's why they changed it. Yeah, that, but that's like, an issue with a lot of rides yeah. is because like sponsorships go right. away. That's, that's I think what happened right. to the energy that's ride. That's fine. But that doesn't mean you have to change the entire thing. You know what I mean? I agree. They're like, we'll just update it and make it stupid. Sorry. I really loved that ride as a kid because, like, you know, we were into the creative arts and it was like, oh, this speaks to me. Does anybody else have anything else from Epcot? No, but now you have that song stuck in my head. Imagination. So I don't know if you guys had ever seen the Tapestry of Nations. Did you remember that parade in Epcot? Yes. It's my absolute favorite (laughs) it was only there like the year of um the millennium celebration or whatever Mm -hmm. which was probably like three years for disney time (laughs) but um i love that and i love that after like after illuminations would play they would always play the tapestry of nations music like i love it what so what was what was in the parade because i actually didn't i don't remember seeing this I feel like I skipped a lot of parades. I can definitely see you skipping it. Um, (laughs) It was, it would go through the world showcase and they would come out and it was like the mascot of it was this quote unquote timekeeper. And it was very avant-garde. Like it kind of reminds me of, um, like it reminds me of the Maleficent segment of the Festival of Fantasy Parade. You know how like the the people are like on stilt walkers, but they're a little like edgier. That was kind of what this parade was. And it just it was short, but it just rolled through and it it had no characters like it was not bright. It was very not Disney, but it had this sort of like almost like an African kind of music to it and it was just beautiful and I loved it I absolutely loved it I remember every time we would go we would want to see it during that like two years that it was there or something and um, it's what I turn on whenever I'm stressed out and I'm like you need to like chill out and listen to some music and calm down (laughs) that's what I turn on (laughs) Oh man, awesome. I'm gonna look this up. I feel like I, <laughs> same. I, I kind of feel like now I would want to see something like that. The puppet, cr- the person who created the puppets for the parade was the same person who did the Lion King ones for Broadway. 
So it's kind of like that style. Yes, that makes sense. I highly recommend looking it up on YouTube and checking it out because it's pretty good. I could like when I was younger, I think I like hated it more because it was in the way of all the fun and excitement and rides and this. But like, well, that's what as you get older and you appreciate things, you're like, oh, my God. That was right. Great. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind of Epcot in general. It's like when you're young, you're like, this is so boring. And then you get older, you're like, this is the best park ever. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I get a drink. And learn things about other countries. Yes. Awesome. So do you guys want to move on to Hollywood Studios, formerly known as MGM? I refuse to call it Hollywood Studios. It's always MGM, MGM forever. (laughs) It took me a while to call it Hollywood Studios, I will admit. Yeah. I I mean, I I have one from there if nobody else... I have one from there too, but I also agree with yours, Vanessa. Okay. So the one that I have from there is the great movie ride. Oh, the best thing ever. Which is so ridiculous that they that they shut this down because and okay, so I'll get I'll get into this. So first of all, they it it opened um in May first, nineteen eighty nine. It was one of the original um attractions and the the only one that lasted that lasted as long as it did. Um and it closed in August of twenty seventeen. Um and it's, you know, it was, it was that, the, the, you know, you, you stepped into the movies and you had all of these things. And I, you know, as I was rewatching it today, like, I could see why somebody might, might find it like, you know, boring or like outdated or something, but it was still, it was still just like so much fun. It was one of those things where, you know, you had, so you had your host and you also had some, some like, uh, you know, live action characters throughout. So it would also kind of depend on who you got on that particular ride. <laughs> kind of like kind of like when you go on the jungle cruise um oh yeah once i got one of the hosts and he was like i think it was in december and i'm like this kid's probably like a ucf student in the middle of exam and he's like welcome to the great movie ride yeah yeah it's like it's like come on put some enthusiasm in it and i don't know if that's one of those ones um i think great great movie ride is actually it it was actually run by attractions and not by um entertainment so all the people who were those characters were not part of entertainment. They, so it was it was literally just like if you were to if you were to if you were working a a ride of any sort, like you know, strap on your seatbelts, blah blah blah. It was those people. So there may maybe some of them weren't enthusiastic about that, but I just think I think that that I would have like struck gold if I got into that role. <laughs> I remember um, always constantly having to go on that ride and. Uh, you know, we were we were younger when that was around, and I was just like, oh, I want to do that. And like, I just remember like the old like uh, greasy like, hey, I want to steal this boat, all right, and all you with me, you right. know. And I was just like, oh yeah, yeah it just like, seemed like so much Western fun. Scenes, and like, oh, there's so great. many reasons why I feel like it shouldn't have been been shut down. Which one one? Um, so if you you can go on YouTube and watch the the final ride, and uh, they show the the queue for that day. And it's, it's huge. I mean, everybody wants to go and see the great movie ride one more time. Um, so it just, it d- doesn't make any sense because I don't think it was like unpopular. So here's what I wanted to talk about with the theming. Um, because you, you know, you were saying that like Epcot kind of like loses, loses its theme. This has been like the, the closing of the great movie ride has kind of, you know, sparked this discussion about just how that kind of has in, like ends Hollywood studios as we know it. Because I mean, there's nothing movie about well, it. Well, yeah, there's, That's really right. dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> 
Can I just say that as a child, I was kind of terrified of the alien scene. And also, I once tried to give the gangster who was um, holding up the ride my dad's watch. <laughs> That's amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I, I was a terrified cat. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, get, I definitely get the alien thing. Like, that, especially that Sigourney Weaver, like, animatronic was really terrifying. Oh, God, she so just, good. like, kept whipping her head across. And then, like, she just looked like she was about to, like, pass out. That was really scary. Um, oh, was so the Wicked cool. Witch animatronic. I thought for the longest time that was an actress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the whole point. This was the last original ride that was there. It's it, and now it's now it's gone. There's there's nothing from from really the original like MGM Studios, and they've you know because they have all these different all these different not worlds, but what am I talking about? Lands. lands, yeah, all these different lands, um, based off of like the like Toy Story and Star Wars. They thought they're the thought is that that doesn't fit with the initial theme which was just like hollywood which i think is ridiculous because it's all like hollywood studios is supposed to be about like movie magic and i don't understand like why you can't still have the the through line of hollywood and have like the lands be kind of their own thing because they already you know they closed so many different things like and i'm sure one of you guys probably will talk about this but like backlot tours like they closed all of the stuff that was supposed to be kind of like you know showing people about showing people like the magic of movie making and i think that that's i think it's really sad i think one of the reasons that happened is because florida like ended its tax credit or whatever it was with the film and so many things that were in production in florida both nickelodeon disney moved it all back to california so before it was split up and they would have like people literally animating disney movies in florida yeah yeah but like it's so cool. Yeah, but like, why? Why would yeah, they? Yeah, it was awesome it, to see. I don't know. I still don't feel like that should just that should just like you know negate the magic of Hollywood and all that kind of stuff because that's that's what the great movie ride, you know, and that's what the great movie ride was. It was the magic of of movies, the magic of Hollywood, and like I got re- I got kind of sentimental when I was watching the the um kind of the compilation at the end. Yeah, it was it was just it was a lot of them have also said that that because millennials, which shut up, I am a millennial. Millennials <laughs> would not be interested in this or in taking their kids on this or etc. And I'm like, n- no, quite the opposite. We grew up on this, it. Like it's supposed to get you excited about movies and you know maybe maybe you know you take your kid on it and they see they see the thing about Wizard of Oz and they're excited to watch Wizard of Oz. Like it's just it's one of those things that I just thought was a very inspirational and nostalgic thing and I don't yeah, I just don't I don't understand why they would close it. I Vanessa I has agree a lot with you things. Vanessa. Backlot was one of the ones I wanted to talk to. Like like the great movie ride like the bat block tour and also i don't know if any of you guys remember the drew carey like um like how to the make sound the sound stage it was like a sound stage thing yeah it was super cool it was like foley loved, work yeah yeah and like i loved learning about that i mean i moved to california for a reason you know like i'm obsessed with movies i'm obsessed with that world and um, you know, I think that's why it's like weird for me to like when I went back to visit uh, Hollywood Studios felt completely different. I mean, I'm still I, it's weird even saying just Hollywood Studios and then like not being able to go on the backlot tour. I think one of the last times I went on it because 
uh, the Backlot Tour closed down in 2014. I, I don't even think I got to go on it, like, before it even really closed, but one of the last times I got to be in it, and it was, like, so, like, that was, like, a dream of mine. I was like, oh my god, I got picked. I don't know, it was really cool, and it's just, like, I think shows you, like, a different aspect of, like, you were saying, Vanessa, just, like, that movie magic, and I don't know. I was always something like I looked forward to going to MGM Studios and going to all these like how you make them and wanting to be just involved in all of that. Yeah, and it's not like I mean, a part of me thinks that maybe they had some competition, you know, with with Universal um, because Universal has a lot of like you know movie making magic. Um, but I but it was such it was its own thing. And I mean, because, you know, Universal is like strictly kind of like all those those film, you know, I, I don't know this this added the element of Disney magic. And I don't think that they you know, I don't think there was any sort of real competition. I don't know. I always kind of as much as I miss those aspects of Hollywood Studios and what it was, I'm always like, OK, but what replaced it? And then. I'm like, oh, they did innovate it and they made it cool. So, like, if I had the choice today, would I choose to give up, you know, all of Galaxy's Edge and Rise of the Resistance and all that to go backwards? No, I just, I would like to have it all. <laughs> yes. But yeah, we, we all would, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just So it's like, I always yeah. have that hard time with it all because I'm like, oh, I'm like, I know, I understand. I do agree with you, a great movie ride. I think it should have stayed. <laughs> I've done Mickey's Runaway Railway. It's adorable and I absolutely love it, but it's not the great movie. Right? Yeah, Disney, come on, Disney, okay. just buy up some more property and like, you know, you can expand that way. You don't have to take, you don't have to close down. <laughs> right. Vanessa that's, and Brie haven't been right. to Star Wars Land yet, so they don't understand. Guys, I cried in Star Wars Land. <laughs> no, I, I am really excited to I know, see it. <laughs> I just. Yeah, I'm not saying that the new stuff is bad. I'm just saying that, you know, I. There are just some classics that I, f- I feel they could have kept. They didn't have to get have rid of the Drew Carey soundstage. It was there for three years, Brie. It was kind of boring. Okay, so is that it for MGM, a.k.a. Hollywood Studios? For me, yeah. I feel like Animal Kingdom really hasn't been around long enough to close anything down really major. That's that's true. When that does happen, that's going. I, I, I'm going to hate that because I love a lot of the rides there. <laughs> If they ever close down Everest, we're all rioting. <laughs> and dinosaur. Wait, I'm sorry, what? I said if they ever close down. If. Oh my, you just gave me a jump. Oh my god, Ray. <laughs> so, my two at least have to do with Magic Kingdom and Disneyland. So, Jane, Vanessa and I went to visit Brie two years ago, and we finally went to Disneyland for the first time. And the most amazing thing was that all these rides that we loved at Magic Kingdom that had been closed were over at Disneyland. Yes. Yes, like the Snow Snow White Scary Adventure. Yep. Mr. Toad. Oh. Mr. Toad is dark. Very, it's my very dark. I was I I came off of that <laughs> ride going what what just happened? <laughs> it's dark and it's so not Disney and as an adult when you can like understand what's going on it's amazing <laughs> oh it's my favorite yeah. thing i'm always like skipping i'm like let's go to hell today haha <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Exactly. There's I was a like, they let me ride this as a child? I tried to tell my parents afterwards. I'm like, no, the ending is you go to hell. And they're like, we wouldn't take you on that ride. I'm like, you did? Multiple times. <laughs> it's like, maybe you didn't see it because you chose not to, but it happens. I think if they ever so- tried to take that down at Disneyland, there would be a riot. So I don't know if you guys remember this one in Magic Kingdom. It's Delta Dreamflight. Yes. In Tomorrowland. Ex- explain. So it, you don't remember? Well, it not, not just from, not just the, from the name. Is that Robin Williams' voice? Okay. No, that's the timekeeper. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, not just by the name. So, okay, it opened in 1989 and it closed in 1998, sad. It was replaced by the Buzz Lightyear ride, which I also do love, but... I don't know why I love this ride so much. It was always my favorite. It had to go multiple times whenever I was at Magic Kingdom as a child. I didn't really care about flying. Like, right now, I'm terrified of flying as an adult. I think it was the music and the retro feel. It was pretty much, like, glamorizing what flying was. And just like, oh, you can go to Paris. You can go to Tokyo. And it had a little bit about the history of flying. And it was just, like, a fun track ride. Vanessa, is this ringing any bells? No, and I'm actually looking it up to see the images, but, like, I, yeah, I don't think I remember. When did it close? In 1998. So that's probably why, because I don't, like, I, I, I went a lot more when I was in college than I was younger. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, maybe I did, but this isn't, this isn't looking familiar. But I think, I, I feel like I would have loved it, because I love, like, I love any and all things flying. Was it, was it anything at all, like, Soren or was it... No. Not even close. <laughs> it's, like, just, like, it's the same kind of, like, Doom buggies you'd ride, like, on a Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Or Buzz Lightyear without the guns, obviously. <laughs> and it would just take you through, like, kind of, like, the history of flying. They had, like, I don't know why I liked it. I honestly really don't know why. Bree, did you remember this? I am racking my brain, and I am blank. Jane, you remember this, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I remember it. It was great. That was on my list. <laughs> oh, awesome. It went through some changes also because of sponsoring. Because first yeah. it was sponsored by Eastern Airlines and then Delta Airlines. And it changed from Delta Dreamflight to If You Could Fly. And then, and before it was Delta Dreamflight, it was, um, I think it was If You Had Wings or something. Yeah. It was like the whole, it was... Yeah, it was a long time. It went through a lot of changes. It did. But it was great. Like, I think it would be terrible if I was writing it now, but as a kid, it was amazing. Yeah, I think because I didn't write it as an adult at all, I have this, like, memory of it. Right. Of it just being so much fun. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, the nostalgia thing. Okay, another nostalgia for me is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Do you guys remember that one at all? Because it closed in 1994 at Magic Kingdom, actually. I remember it, but I don't remember specifics. I don't so think w- I ever wrote it, but or maybe I did. Um, but I don't think I did. But I, I know there was, like, that squid. Yeah, so I went on it because I think my it was, like, one of my dad's favorites. So I, I was like, my little sister was too young to go on it. So I was like, yeah, sure, old man, I'll go on it with you. And the thing that I learned today was the attraction wasn't actually submarines i literally still thought as an adult that there was like it was a submarine thing but it was just a boat that where you sat you were underwater isn't isn't this at disneyland or no that's it remember it's a finding nemo right oh is it finding nemo i 
Huh. Okay. I remember the submarine thing, but not. But the. But I think I. I remember Finding Nemo. I don't think I did the Twenty Thousand Leagues. Yeah, Jane, have you done either the Twenty Thousand Leagues or the Finding Nemo ride? Um. So I've done both, and um, Twenty Thousand Leagues. I was not a big fan of, and I just didn't connect with it. So it just wasn't like a thing for me. And then I had to do Nemo when I went out to California because Finding Nemo is one of my favorite rides. So I was like, oh my God, you have to do this. And I will tell you that I go to Disneyland at least every year, sometimes more than once, and I will skip Nemo every time. It's just, it just doesn't hold me. But then you sent me that video of, um, the Tokyo version. Of the Tokyo version. I was like, well, if we had that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. And I found out, like, theirs isn't even under the sea. What they do is they put bubbles on the window to make oh. it look like you're underwater. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. So, yeah, the Tokyo version, everything in Tokyo <laughs> just looks yeah. incredible. Really want to go to Tokyo like, Disney? Yeah. I know. Oh, that's the dreams. dream. So those are the two, at least from Magic Kingdom, that don't exist in other parks, really, that I miss the most and I would like to bring back. I think Vanessa and I, yep. there is one That's, at uh, oh no. Magic yeah, Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, oh, no. it's um, no. the extraterrestrial alien encounter. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. So I watched this. I watched this today and actually jumped. <laughs> because you were were at at home home. well it's just because i remember you know it was it's so like tactile i don't know it's like i just remember sitting there and like so first of all to to if anybody hasn't hasn't gone on this it's um you're sitting in this room like this is just a short version of it but you're sitting in the room and an alien um is transported in and it's an evil alien and um they, you're sitting in these seats uh that have that are you're strapped in and it's a, like kind of a 4D experience so a lot of it is in the dark um the alien obviously like escapes and so you're 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 hearing it and you're feeling the breath and like everything like and it like spitting on you and like it's just it's so scary so like the when it first breaks open I jumped because I just remembered being there and like everything going silent you know like kind of like if you're watching a scary movie like you know it's gonna happen you know you're safe but it's just (laughs) it was really but that's the thing is that I think a lot of people did did find it too scary and that's why that that's one of the theories for why it closed so many parents complain well, and I'm it's one so of the theories, mad at all okay, of those it's one parents. of the theories for why it closed and also like I think you know I don't know it was it was so cool though because I don't know I I'm not a horror movie person and or anything like that but I love those kinds of rides that are just like that just make you jump um that's why I love like I love dinosaur that does the same thing for me um and it was so it was only open let's see 1995 to 2003. So it was kind of short-lived for a Disney ride. Um, 
And this, but it's so, it is funny because like the, from the beginning, this is all terrifying. Um, I don't know if you remember, if you remember like the kind of pre-show thing where they're, where with Skippy yes. and they're tra- transporting, they're demonstrating Poor the technology of, tra- of transferring um, or of tele- teleportation. And so first of all, this all feels like, it all feels like a company promotion, because, like, these aliens are basically trying to promote their technology and be like, see, this is so great. And in the very beginning with the demonstration, they transport Skippy to another another tube, and he's, like, burning up. And I'm like, okay, are we supposed to be impressed here? Like, am I wanting to buy your technology? Because so far, don't like it. <laughs> And this was another one that was really funny because I looked up the IMDb, IMDb credits because I was looking at, I saw the hostess. So first of all, these are all aliens. Um, and I saw the hostess and I'm like, that looks like Tyra Banks. Lo and behold, Tyra Banks, which is hilarious. And the in the pre-show, the, um, the SIR, like SIR, which is the Simulated Intelligent Robotics, is Tim Curry. I remember his voice yeah. distinctly. Like, oh, that ride was so cool. Like, I mean, it scared me. Like, it was like so kind terrifying. of like I had to get over like my initial like like fright, but like, oh, it was so much fun. And then you just like screamed with him, be like, oh, it got me. Uh, yeah, Brie like, and I both have memories of going in with our friend Elizabeth and just like trying trying our best to like freak out all the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> and all the kids. I was like, I'm going to make some kids and scream. And what, you know, what what ended up going in after <laughs> that was Stitch, you know, Stitch's scary something. I don't remember the name of it. I remember going on it once and Stitch's Great Escape, I think. Terrible. Oh, awful. Like, fart noises and smells of... He burped chili dogs. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah, like, that. that's just such so a That's close waste. to you now, guys. Yeah, there was a lot of issues because it said, oh, you have to be 12 years and older, and obviously parents don't read. <laughs> so they were taking them on there, and the people would just be, like, angry afterwards. And it probably had, like, a lot of, like, cast members just exhausted from being I know. Parents. I mean, I get that, but I I, I don't know. I just, it, it was such a, it was such a unique thing, and it was, it was scary and yet cool and, like, I don't know. I I'm I'm sad that it's gone. I am really sad. You know what? They should bring that one to Disneyland. They were going to apparently, but oh, why not? There was too many issues. <laughs> oh, boo his parents. Did you ever go on it, Jane? Um, I did go on it, and I've been on Stitch, and I'm not really a fan of either one of them. So yeah, you literally I'm, just get strapped down. Yeah, and like that's not no, no thanks. Yeah, that's not a thing for me either. <laughs> so, but I think they're supposed to replace it with a Wreck It Ralph attraction. That would be amazing. Which I think will be like super fun. As long as they, as long as they don't use the same theater, it. like I think it would be. I mean, you know, like they they actually like revamp it so that it's not because like Stitch, they basically like use the everything the same, um, except it was Stitch and not the alien. And that was just, like, super unimpressive. You know what? If I get super rich, I just want to, like, build that alien attraction somewhere. I'm not coming to visit you, Brie. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. It was it was terrifying. But, like, I just thought it was terrifying in, like, a in, in just a fun way. The best fun way. 
That's not what you go to Disney. That's what World that's what you go though. to theme parks for. You go to theme parks be to be thrilled, and that that was a thrill. Well, not traumatized. <laughs> yeah, but think of it like as a, as a kid, I feel like we're tom- traumatized by the weirdest things. Like I don't know. I mean, obviously, I would have been scared of that Going that alien ride, but like I was I was scared of way more random things. The witch yes, from the witch Snow White. White. That's the thing. Like I would be. I was terrified from the of the witch from Snow White. So I don't know. It. You are, it is kind of to also be terrified. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, a big fan of the multi-senses experiences. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, it, it, it freaks me out all the time, especially with, like, they have that at with the Bugs Life show. And ev- oh, I won't go on that either. <laughs> no, that one can I, go to no, hell. I like it, but at the same time, like, I always have to, like, sit for, like, I know when all of the, the like, you know, touch cues are, so, like, I... I usually try to avoid certain ones. There's always children that cry in that one. And I'm like, why do they, you do this? Why you do this? There's always... Why do you do this? Why do you make children just sob in terror? <laughs> do you guys have any other one? I feel like we can't talk about Magic Kingdom without talking about witches going away. Ugh. Yeah, that, that's that, a hard one. Yeah, they can't... I mean, they can't... I do like Happily Ever After, though. I do love Happily Ever After, but... But it's hard because you have to be sitting in a certain or standing in a certain area to really get the full effect of Happily Ever After. I agree. Well, wishes you could be kind of standing anywhere in the park. Yes. Oh, we were once like by the Tangles bathrooms and we watched it and listened to it. Does Does Tinkerbell still fly? Well, at least yes, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw Happily Ever After, I was um, a little past Casey's on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's just okay. And then I went back and saw it again closer. And I was like, that's really the key is you have to be on top of the castle to see the projections that go with the show in order for it to like really wrap it up. But with Wishes, you could be all the way back by the train station and still get all the feels. So it makes me miss That's wishes. my issue too with the Hollywood Studios ones, where they now have projections on yes. the Chinese theater. Years ago, before, they had um, Star Wars fireworks. There was no projection. It was just John Williams' amazing score and quotes from the movie and fireworks. And after a long day at, like, Hollywood Studios, like, my friends and I, we just found benches and we just, like, kind of, like, hung out and laid and looked at the sky where the music was blaring and it was just like this beautiful experience that I'll remember for the rest of my life because Star Wars is my, those are my favorite movies. It's just hard when you're like, I have to be at this particular place. You have to be there hours in advance to get a decent like area. And then you're always getting smushed with people. I agree. You keep moving to projections, which I'm sure, you know, are cheaper and it's somewhat more exciting i guess maybe maybe kids nowadays find projections more exciting than actual fireworks but i really i loved the star wars fireworks um and i loved wishes yeah i don't really like the current star wars show it's, it's fine other with the projections it's not that great i mean after i guess it was just like comparing the two yeah there's elements of it of this new star wars show that i like like with the when they match some of the music with some of the projections, like when Vader breathes or yeah. when Palpatine, you know, his part. Because lightning. Yeah, exactly. Like, those are, are pretty lightning. cool. But it's not the old fireworks. Can you correct me if this ride is gone or is it just my imagination? Because I actually did really like this one. 
um, journey into, I don't know, it was the Jeopardy one with Bill Nye. The energy ride. So I wrote that like a week or two before it closed. Nobody was on it. Like it wasn't like the great movie ride where everybody was like rushing to it. It was really boring. It was 45 minutes. Was it boring? Because like I just remember the Jeopardy part and that was the most entertaining. But that was like a very small part of it. And they just have like these mannequins of Ellen and Bill Nye. (laughs) And it's just really (laughs) creepy and weird. And it's so old school. You know what? would be great about that ride if it's like you know the the guys from like uh mystery science throughout 3000 just doing like commentary on that ride i would watch that in a heartbeat okay so wow i didn't think this was gonna go this long but yeah we had a lot of feelings i should have expected it (laughs) but thank you jane so much for joining us can you tell people how they can listen to your podcast yeah you can find us on all major players it's the no guilt disney podcast and uh, you can also find us at noguiltdisney.com and on Facebook at No Guilt Disney Facebook group. Right. Yeah, I just joined last week. Been very excited to see the stuff. We're Vanessa, just, we just chit chat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. You get to talk with like minded Disney people. That's right. That's what we try to do. Okay. And Brie, can you tell people how to find us? You can find us at Geeky Girl Gab on Facebook. Twitter, especially Twitter, especially if you like Star Wars. Um, I'm going on a Star Wars phase. Instagram and TikTok. Well, that's it for today. Stay geeky.